0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us this week. Before we get started, we got to give a shout out to this week's sponsor, Mistletoe Match. Tired of being alone for the holidays? We have the perfect service for you. Under the mistletoe, we provide the perfect holidays just for you. For more information and to get started, hit us up at www.mistletoematch.com. gonna check out mistletoe match no
1: i will not i was waiting for you you do realize they're paying the bills right now don't you thank you mistletoe (laughs) match i really really appreciate it but i don't need a match but i appreciate all that you do in the world
0: it's just for the holidays like those people who may or may not be like our protagonist our main character look at me using fancy movie terms and stuff <laughs> character terms um for this week's uh show which is our annual holiday movie episode and also episode 250 and also the final line, uh, popcorn wind down show of the new year when we come back you will be um season three And uh, we'll say more for that. So let's get into this. Um, This year's choice um, was Single All the Way, where perpetually single Peter convinces his best friend and roommate Nick to go home to New Hampshire with him and pretend to be his boyfriend. Um, So he doesn't have to endure the wrath of his well-meaning, but over-the-top family during another single holidays. Um, So Tammy, what do you think of Single All the Way? Was it a stocking stuffer or a lump of coal?
1: neither um it was cute I mean it's not I wouldn't give it to anybody um and it wasn't a lump of coal it it was cute it wasn't my cup of tea and I would not suggest it I'm gonna just put that out there right now um as a holiday movie to watch but um it was cute the one and only time I'm gonna watch it
0: yeah agree with you it was cute I wrote that there I agree it was cute um I liked it more than I thought I would but not it was not as good as some of the more favorable favorable reviews um I've heard and read about it and it was not as bad as the most critical ones so it like you said I don't know that it was necessarily just the best stocking stuffer like it wasn't that I had an Aunt, may she rest. Um, who would for a stocking stuffer? You know those packs of tube socks, where you mm-hmm. get multiple. She would literally open them up and give each of us a pair of the socks, or you know, <laughs> or or you know the sample perfume that you get from when you go to the perfume no. counter. And she would give us the sample perfume or cologne. So it's not that bad. It's stick it in the stocking. It's not that okay. It it definitely is not that, (laughs) Um, but it may be that random gift card, you know, that commercial where they have that hybrid car and they're like, but we don't need a gas card. Mm -hmm. So it might be something like that. It might be, it's the thought that counts. It might be that gas card that you don't need because you're driving a hybrid car. So you got to find a way to subtly re-gift it to someone. (laughs) But yeah, it's not the tube sort of sample cologne and you're stocking, you know, so, Um, but yeah. It was, um, I, I found to me, um, I love, and I do love that LGBTQ couples are getting, um, more, attention. more yeah. attention. And I love that, um, we're getting more LGBT characters as main characters and not as, uh, sidekicks or, um. You know, secondary characters. So I love the representation. You know me, I'm all about representation matters. Um, so I love that. But one of the things I found is that this film laid so heavy into some of the stereotypes about gay people, you know? Um, and so, in some aspects, um, with some of the characters and some of the characters' mannerisms, and some of it, it was a little stereotypical. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's kind of sad. Um, It was also a cliche holiday movie, which, or a cliche love story, which gay or straight, um, the cliches, the ones that they chose to lean into, they were kind of played out for me. Um, So, yeah. What about you? Um,
1: See, I didn't, I didn't feel the only real like cliche, not cliche, but the only really like stereotype that just annoyed the heck out of me was the married man who was on down low yeah um, like I just hated, hated that, hated that. You know what I hated even more that he was married to a black woman. <laughs> yes, I hated that so much. First of all, that you're on a down low. So you're secretly hooking up with men and your wife knows nothing about it. And then your wife turns out to be a black woman and you're a white man. Like, I just hated that. And I know for some people, it may seem a little illogical to think that way, but I really, like, it just annoyed me even more on that. Um, Like his friends in LA and how uh, they acted and everything like that. Yeah, um, that can be seen as um, a lot of stereotypes, but there are gay men who are like that.
0: Yeah, no, um, and, and I, I get that. I, I guess what I'm saying is, and I understand that, but it, it just seems like it, was, it wasn't it was really any in between. Like, it was just like, okay. And, and that didn't bother me so much it's because like you said, there are gay men who are like that and that's fine. And sometimes that's all your circle consists of and that is fine. I don't have a problem with that. My stereotype is with I'm with you. It was the download that just kind of got me is like, okay, you knew something was going to be wrong with the doctor boyfriend. Um, couldn't it have been that he actually was involved in another relationship? Why yeah. did it have to be with a woman and a woman of color that he had to be on the download? So that to me was that to me is what irked me the most. It wasn't necessarily the caricatures of the of his circle or anything like that that didn't bother me too much um it was just that that one particular thing with the doctor um that bothered me you know that whole stereotype of oh you know so yeah Uh,
1: and I would I would agree with you on that like that that was like the most annoying annoying part of the whole movie um was that that whole entire scene and that character in general um But yeah, another thing is why he gotta be from New Hampshire. Like, New Hampshire is like one of the most boring states to be from. Sorry, anybody from New Hampshire who's listening, but you know, you know I'm right. You know I'm right. Like, really? New Hampshire? He could be from any other state. New Hampshire, why do you always gotta be from like a Midwestern state? Like New Hampshire's not in the Midwest, but it has it gives you like a little bit of a Midwestern feel when you hear the name New Hampshire. And I'm like, why he gotta be from one of those um places why he has to be from a place that has that so-called has no gay people in it like i don't know that that was another annoyance i guess i have i have way more annoyance now that i think about it but i think um, just the fact of like they're like oh well there's no um gay people in his town so of course his mom has to hook him up with the only gay person that um they know you know That is, happens to be Luke McFarland. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a stereotype. Um, I know
0: someone who lives there for a while and they um, happen to be gay, and they were like, yeah, that's real. That was one of their big, besides um, it being a little too vanilla and um, not having enough. Uh, colors of the social rainbow, not just LGBTQ rainbow, but just not have not being very diverse. um, That really was one of their big, big things was dating and everyone. Now, if the doctor had been in New Hampshire and on the down low, based on what, you know, my friend had told me, that would be believable. um, Because that was what they said that the people there that were um, hooking up on Grindr or the, the different dating sites Most of them were married with families and on the down low. So that part, I was like, uh, okay, that was, uh, that was kind of realistic. I was like, oh, okay. So that's what they were talking about Um, and had to go into Boston to really have any type of social life. And, you know, so I was like, yeah, but, um, you know, I'm with you. I, i one of my other, I did like Peter's
1: family though. Did you like his family? No. It, the, acting seat, the acting was so subpar but go ahead tell me what, what else you like Um, I liked his sister the one
0: that owned the bar she was over the top and dramatic I just took it for what it was you know it was something that there's I actual
1: siblings like that y'all
0: yeah <laughs> I wasn't trying to just read too much into it Um, I loved his nieces they were funny they were like they were on a mission Um, I know everyone loves Jennifer Coolidge I know she's a gay icon I can't stand her <laughs> but I did not like her in this role normally she doesn't bother me but in this one it seemed like they were trying too hard you know to make it seem like why she's so cool and she's such this iconic figure in the gay community and I was just like oh okay um so I wasn't and I I I, I've liked some of her various roles but I've never just really been the biggest Jennifer Coolidge fan so um, I could have done maybe without Aunt Sandy. She had some moments, but it seemed like it—it it, it seemed like she was just there. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm tired. I'm sorry. This year has been a hell of a year, but um, I, I'm—I just want to say she was there almost for like clickbait, if that makes sense.
1: I, I mean, I agree. Like I put down um, in my notes, I'm not a fan of hers um there's not a role that I'm a fan of that she's ever played um not a fan of her acting it was too fake and like she wasn't necessary to any of the stories like she wasn't necessarily she can't act like at all I don't know what nobody says she can't act like if that's her way of acting or she just playing up to the role she needs to stop 'Cause I felt like she was the most annoying character in the whole entire movie just because of how she was acting.
0: Yeah, it was it was over the top. Like her her character probably was the most annoying to me and I was expecting something different from her. So it, it just seemed like to me she was there for to, to be clickbait. Like I didn't get I didn't get it. Um so I didn't think she was just fabulous and I was expecting her. Um that was one of the things I was hoping. Would be, she would be fabulous. Um, I also loved his mom's uh, drag name, Christmas Carol. <laughs> I thought oh, that was that cute. Yeah, like, yeah, because when they were in the car, they were talking about because he was going to call her something else, Carol the Bells or something. And he goes, No, it's Christmas Carol every year for December. You have to call her Christmas Carol. That's her Christmas drag name. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I thought that was cute. But um, one thing I I needed more of was Luke McFarlane. I love him. Uh, he, I, I just love him. I just think he's so sexy. So you and, only needed him because you love him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was also like and that was one of my things I guess when I said it played into the cliches a lot about this movie it was cute but it seemed
1: so rushed like a little forced yes like like one minute y'all are the best of friends and y'all know each other I mean I mean we knew what the ending was going to be but it was just like okay they got their connection everything like that and then they were talking like, oh no, that like that's never been an option. Like we've never, we've never gone there, we've never thought of it. Like that's what they kept saying for half of the movie. How that was something that just was not there. And then all of a sudden, the second half of the movie, it just flipped. And all of a sudden, you're both in love with each other, but you don't want to mess up your friendship and all that other. I was just like, What? <laughs> well, I understand the denial part of it. Like it, they've been the best
0: friends, and maybe they've had, you know, at one point in time, they each had feelings for one or the other but they never want to chance it because of the friendship i get that and then when when people keep saying it and over and over and it's like well is it a possibility could this long harvard thing that i just pushed down because it comes to the surface i understood that i but the the part about the way it happened seeming forced and rushed yes because here's the thing you you were in love with this they showed that they I didn't see the chemistry between them I get that they were best friends but they hardly spent any time together in the movie and it's like okay you told us that we saw that they were roommates we saw that they were best friends but we didn't see that spark that moment where either of them were supposed to realize what they you okay Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just dropped something. Continue. Sorry. (laughs) We didn't see that part where either one of them live radio. (laughs) Look, live radio,
1: live (laughs) podcasting people, live podcast. I feel like let's just continue like you didn't hear it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um so they were just like, so I, I guess what I wanted to see was that transition even in a Lifetime movie, you get that moment where they start spending more and more time together. Even that was done in like a montage. So all the scenes where we were supposed to actually see them growing closer and feel that chemistry and kind of be invited into it, it still seemed like this closed off secret because it was all done through montage scenes. So it's like, we, I never really got from them being friends to us seeing the chemistry that everyone supposedly saw Besides them just being really close, you know, Um, so that like they didn't really spend a whole lot of time. He spent more time going on dates with the hot, sexy Luke McFarlane um, than he did. And sabotaging that by talking about Nick the whole time. than he did actually spending time with Nick, talking to Nick about different things to where you could see them actually what was there? What everyone else saw? I guess that was my problem.
1: no, and I, and and I think that's partly what I was trying what I was trying to say, So I'll piggyback off of um what you just said on that that's what it is. Like I didn't fully see the chemistry. Like I saw a possibility of him and I forgot what Luke um my James father, what was it? James? James. So I saw the chemistry between I, I saw a development between him and James. Like you could see them falling for each other. And then it was kind of like, there was a flip. So, but like with him and Nick, I didn't necessarily see that. Like I felt that it was more them being told that's what they're supposed to be feeling. And then all of a sudden they started to feel it. Um, You know, if that makes any sense. Like that, that that's what I kind of got from the scenes that they had where like, yeah, of course you're gonna deny and everything like that. But it was more, all of a sudden the feelings popped to the surface because everybody's telling you that's what you feel like everybody's telling Nick you're in love with him you're in love with him and he was like you're right I'm in love with him and I'm just like what what like I when I haven't seen it like I saw y'all being best of friends but best of friends does not mean you should be together just because and he and one of them said well, a character said that where just because we happen to both be gay does not mean we should automatically end up together, and I'm like, that's true, <laughs> yeah. Mean- like, <laughs> both him and his mom, like, everyone kept saying, it. like,
0: people, even from the beginning when they were at the Christmas party, they were like, oh, everyone's supposed to just automatically assume. I'm like, okay, I know my best friends, like, the back of my hand, so yeah, if we're at a party, I know, and I. I know what they want to drink, so I will bring them something to drink. That doesn't mean that we're, you know, that we're in love with each other, or you know, uh, the moments where you're just really close or anything like that. So I didn't get it. It's like people kept telling us what we should be seeing, and that is, and that is the worst thing when you're writing, um, especially, especially when you're writing for the screen. The worst thing you can do is tell the audience rather than show us. And so if this was a book, it was great, because we would have that, oh, people have always said this, and you you are supposed to tell us, but give us moments to see it. Here, you kept telling us, but you never actually gave us a moment to really see it and sit with it. I saw the friendship. I cannot deny that, that they were the best of friends and that they were really close. But did I see the romance? No like there was potential like oh okay maybe they could be cute together but they didn't really have any of those cute moments like him and james had like at the coffee shop when they were flirting with each other and they both spit back up their their uh and that was kind of a little bit gross but their 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 latte and they got you know whipped cream or they went christmas tree shopping together mm-hmm. like if you're developing a french if your friendship is turning into something more those would have been the great moments between him and Nick to where yes. they start where where they start to realize those feelings are coming to the surface like oh is this like okay people have told them this but then they're like is this the moment where i realize like
1: oh maybe they're right like you know that type of thing And we did not get that at all. And I think that's what one of the major disappointments of this movie was, is like you said, the writer kept telling us what we should feel, kept telling us what was going on rather than showing us what was supposed to develop between them.
0: Yeah, like even when he ended up having to sleep in his bed, it was like, oh, Like, that could have been a moment where we both just saw them wanting to touch each other, like the other one tossing and turning, or this one, or this is not going to work, or both of them saying, okay, let's go down and play, you know, something just to, like, they're both frustrated that they're in a bed together, but they're not touching. So it's like, one of them, I'm going to take a shower, or both of them just getting up and going downstairs to do something random to keep the minds off of how they want to have their hands all over each other. Like, something like that. none of it. None of it. You know, um, when he said, I was heartbroken when you told me, well, I got the disappointed part. You were losing your best friend. And my mind it would have been like, how the hell am I supposed to pay for this apartment in L.A. by myself? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know it was the <laughs> but that's the, that's, that's the look I got. It wasn't like, it wasn't just like that moment where you kind of, even if Peter, who was oblivious to certain things, it wasn't that moment where it was like, okay, Peter's being oblivious, but the audience gets the whole heartbroken part. And then the rest of the conversation, we don't even get to see or hear how it goes because we we get pushed in to his family, watching them and plotting to how to put them together. So I was just like, yeah, everything just felt so forced. So when they did finally, spoiler alert, get together, it was really
1: anticlimactic, no pun intended. And I still don't agree with it, so...
0: Now, I kind of, I mean, just besides the point that it's Luke McFarlane, um, I actually liked him and James together. Like like I said, they are the ones who have more potential, more chemistry. It's okay if you think you might love your best friend, but you actually just turn out to be the best of friends. I mean, it really is okay. You know, but I was just like, and then... um, something else that seemed forced to me was the all of a sudden wanting to move back to
1: New Hampshire. Yes. Yes, I agree. It's New Hampshire. It's New Hampshire. Which I'm now, sure- I guess He missed his family because his whole family, none of them moved out of New Hampshire. So his whole family is there. They're really, really close. I definitely get that. You want to open up a plant shop. I fully understand that. I don't know how successful of- a plant shop you're going to have in New Hampshire I'm just gonna put that out there but go for it you know do your thing um but yeah it was yeah I, I just felt it was too many forced things I couldn't fully connect to the story I watched it and the only thing that came out of it was me like oh that was cute like that was my response at the end
0: yeah like the the i'm with you the move to new hampshire like you spent the whole first half of the movie saying how it's new hampshire you're talking about how there isn't very much of um a gay scene like your people aren't there not and and it's just and this is what i tell people um it's not that i just when i move to some place it's not that i just have to have black people all the way around a predominantly black town. Those don't exist, but you want to go see people who look like you. You know, you want to be in a store and see people who look like you. You want to go to places where people look like you. You want to be able to feel a sense of community wherever you live. And I get that his family was there, but he left for a reason. You know, he comes back once, twice a year, Christmas, holidays, whatever to visit your family. So you spent the whole first half of the movie, three quarters of the movie, saying how, you know, you love it. You do miss your family. You admit that. You love Christmases. Y'all are really close, but you didn't like it because you didn't feel that sense of community there. And then all of a sudden, like even when you met James, you were like, why do you live here? Like in the way he said it was just like, you know, so it's like now all of a sudden you just decide that you want to move back. And start your plant shop in New Hampshire. So I was just like, and then you, you, you were mad, or you thought because you're, you did like your soon-to-be boyfriend slash best friend. You didn't even ask him if he wanted to move with you. So you were just like, well, I mean, it was just, it was, yeah, it was just a lot that was forced and um, a lack of communication. I don't know. It, yeah it was I'm not gonna say it was
1: bad but it was it was cute <clears throat> it was cute I'm not I'm not suggesting it <laughs> it was cute but don't watch it yeah it was cute I watched it for you like yeah. I don't I don't I wouldn't even suggest it to um any of my friends within um the community within that community I wouldn't really why not because it was, like you said, a little too stereotypical. Like for some of my friends, um, they would catch what I said as well. Like they would be extremely annoyed about the down low doctor. Very, very Dr. annoyed. about Down doctor. Low. Huh? <laughs> Dr. Down Low. Yeah, Dr. Down Low, you right. Um, they would be annoyed about the rush of the feelings and everything like that. Like, because um, it does play into certain tropes. Um, about their community that is not always the case and so um, no I'd be like nah you can skip it like what I would say is, I'd be like go watch The Happiest Season the one that we reviewed last year for Christmas
0: <laughs> you did tell me that for once you finally watched a movie before I did and I, I pulled you. like just this week has been hectic so I actually watched it today like normally, you know, two, three weeks ago, I would have been done with it and just gone. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I actually watched it today and I was like, okay. And so I remember what you said and we, you never really, you, we've learned to stop talking about it beforehand so we can leave it and we won't taint each other's opinion. We'll just say, oh, okay. I can't wait to see what you think, <laughs> but I can tell sometimes it's your, your tone. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. I'm like, oh God. And so I automatically start thinking, oh, this isn't as bad as she said. And then I was like, oh, maybe this is what she was talking about <laughs> without talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, this is, yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it, it had so much potential. Like, I was excited. I, like I said, I love Luke McFarlane. I keep going back to him. Um, I love Philemon Chambers, you know, because also great representation for the Black male acting gay community. So, you know, um, and he was a cutie. I love that part. My favorite line was like, they're like, Nick is a 10. Peter's a 10 for New Hampshire. I'm like, Damn. <laughs> but I was just like, okay, you know, so I did like that. And I, I liked, you know, that he was a lead in it. So I liked that, but it was just, it was just too forced, whether in, and and I'm not saying that, you know, even if it were a straight couple, um and everything were the same, the same story, everything except if it was a straight couple, it still would have been too forced. Everything was too rushed. Like you didn't give anything a chance to breathe. And I don't know how you expect us to believe that these people are madly in love where they barely spend any time together um throughout the
1: whole movie. You know? Eddie, we should we should we should write a better um holiday movie and then sell it to Netflix because I feel like if Netflix is like paying all this money for these kind of stuff, like I, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. I think we can, like seriously, because that was bad.
0: And I and I hate saying that, you know, because I love writing and you know, you you telling me that and by the time by 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 thank <laughs> look, by uh Valentine's I will have it all outlined and ready to go and you'll be like, Oh, you took me seriously? <laughs>
1: you show sure, like can I just say that was in my head right now <laughs> I'm like, like I put this out there just like every other idea that I get into my head and Eddie is gonna hit the ground running with it and then come back and be like all right so when we gonna start this like I, I got this 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 and I'm like oh lord
0: <laughs> so um but yeah I was just like so um I I really don't have anything else to say I, me either I like let's it. read it <laughs> Although I will say this, I for once found a character, like, I loved Michael Yuri in this role. Like, he was just normal. Normally he plays the over-the-top gay dude. Um, I loved him in Cousin Betty, my, um, or Ugly Betty, because that was just his role. But it seemed like every role after Ugly Betty, he'd been stereotyped, you know? So I actually loved, him, loved seeing him play just a normal guy, a normal role not that over-the-top caricature so i will give him props for that I'll um, it. all right so what did you what would you rate this cute not the stocking stuff um socks or a uh, sample cologne movie
1: <laughs> um so i'm going to rate single all the way a 2.5 um a lot of potential I could see the potential, but it just did not live up to it. Um, so like I said, it was cute, but I'm not recommending it to anybody to watch. I watched it for you. So 2.5. I give it half a bucket of popcorn. Didn't even get the full bucket. What about you, Eddie?
0: Um, I went just a little bit higher. I gave it a 2.75, um, but pretty much the same reasons. Um yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would necessarily recommend it. Um, it probably would not be at the top of my must-watch Christmas list. Um, you know, I always my go back. My throwback is Miracle on 34th Street. Anyway, whenever someone tells me that, have you seen Miracle on 34th Street yet?
1: Ever? Oh, you talking to me? Yeah. Absolutely not. I take that as a no. Okay. No, but I talk about it all the time. The fact that that's always your go-to holiday movie. <laughs> I is. tell my kids I'm like oh if Miss Fuller was here that would have been the movie that you were watching and they were like Miss are we going to watch that nope I'm just <laughs> telling you what could have been a possibility
0: <laughs> um, so that is my yeah miracle on 34th Street is my go to um, all the time so that I would recommend that above anything else ever but yeah I would say go watch Miracle on 34th Street again um, find
1: another holiday movie on Netflix or in Go watch else. Happiest Season on Hulu. That's what I would suggest. I thought that was a great movie of representation during the holidays um, that we reviewed last year.
0: Um, yeah, it was. Um, but like I said, I, I gave it a 2.75 because at least they're trying. Um, we're getting more representation out there for LGBTQ stories and couples and Um, leads and roles and characters so I and I'm with you it had so much potential but um, it just didn't quite live up to it which is really really sad Um, so it it had to it had the potential to not only be cute and good um, I think maybe it's just cute because of the nostalgia um, the snow the, the scenery it's Christmas you try not to be the Grinch or Scrooge and just say it sucked but yeah um it, it's almost, it's not like, oh, it's cute, like, yeah, it's like that, oh, bless
1: your heart, cute. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's deep, that's deep right there.
0: <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, what a way to end out this year's shows, huh? <laughs> so, um, that does it for this week's episode and this year's final episode of the popcorn wind down. Please be sure to listen, like, catch up on all the episodes you may have missed this year. There have been some absolutely great ones um, to hear about our favorites. Stay tuned for the Golden Goblets, which are coming up. Um, but be sure to like, listen, and follow and comment on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. Um, you can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment and pop culture news, as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness um, at thepopcornwindown.com, with the Daily Winddown, which is on hiatus right now. Um, I'm Yeah so but please be sure to check out the website and coming in the new year it will be new and improved yay so thank you as always and be sure to join us next year when we discuss our first movie of the year season 3 episode 1 wow that's a lot Um, season 3 episode (laughs) 1 no way spider man no way home I'm so excited so excited if uh, Rona and her latest mutated ass cousin, Omar Khan, Don't shut shit down before I see it. Um, have you seen it yet? No, I'm going tomorrow. oh Okay. Um, so, the brand new year. Until then, until next time, stay tuned for our year in wrap up specials. And until then, happy holidays, happy new year, stay safe. I'm Eddie. And I'm
1: Tammy. Bye. Peace.